Welcome to Happy to Be Here, a wellness podcast with the sole purpose of helping you be nicer to yourself. This episode, we're talking about getting outside and doing things even as the weather gets colder. I've invited Cobble founder Jordan Scott to give us all the tips. Cobble is a planning app that helps you get ideas out of the group chat by giving you ideas on what to do and helping you get on the same page with those you want to do it with. Jordan is the founder, but she also happens to be an old friend. We entered at Cosmo when we were both still in college, so way back when. And we talk a lot about the growth we had from our 20s to our 30s, how Cosmo shaped our point of view on work styles and everything about sex. I'm Vivian. This is Happy to Be Here. And here's my conversation with Jordan. Well, I am so excited to be on this episode of Happy to Be Here with Jordan Scott, who we won't count the years, but I've known for many, 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 many years because we used to intern together at Cosmo way back when. And now you are the founder of an amazing company called Cobble that I want to hear everything about. So please introduce yourself, Jordan. Hi, it's so awesome to be here. I was just thinking about when we were at Cosmo, we kind of had the most beautiful location of desks. Like we had nicer desks than most of the editors and stuff. Like we were were right by the windows, right right by the window over Central Park. People were constantly coming over to us just to like look out the windows. All the famous people that came through would be walked over there. Um, And I don't know if you remember, I was there for a couple of semesters. I like refused to leave. (laughs) They, they were like, you're done. And I was like, no, 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 I can stay for like a couple more months. I tried to even ask if I could be a head intern and they were like, we don't do that. And that's (laughs) not appropriate to ask. Um, but anyways, yeah, let me, let me give the, the spiel about cobble and then we can dive into any questions you have. And I also want, you know, you do, I, I should say, I follow everything you do on social and it always is such like a cozy little part of Instagram. And I really appreciate that. I love it so much. And it's so vulnerable. And like I said, just comfortable and uh, love it, but yeah. That's so, such a compliment. Thank you. Of course. Um, so excited to like do an interview in that vein too. I feel like so much of the stuff I talk about is like hardcore KPIs. I think it's so interesting too, because it's like when you're bringing us back to that moment at Cosmo by the windows, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that was the last time I was in a corporate environment. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Because I never worked for anyone else. I just, I went straight to myself um, right after college and Cosmo was my internship right before graduation. And so... I was like, that, that's probably the last time you were also in a corporate environment to that extent. Yeah, well, Cosmo and then Refinery29, which I really wouldn't consider very corporate. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty young, cool brand. But then, no, I mean, I was, I my last intern- internship ever was NBC, which is what drove me to getting my first real job at CBS. So CBS mm-hmm. was the last thing that was the final nail in the coffin for my realization that I had no interest in being (laughs) in the corporate world. I didn't want anybody else's job. I just was Mm -hmm. like, I got to get out of here. And I don't, I mean, because you never had that like crazy exit out of, out of the corporate world, you probably don't know the pain of everyone around you saying like, Oh, who poached you? And like, where are you going? Mm -hmm. And being like, no one poached me. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just leaving here. Uh, because I don't like it. <laughs> and that was a really <laughs> awkward and hard thing for people to wrap their minds around. They were like, you're in, like, why would you be? Were you leaving to start Cobble or just to figure something out? Combination. I was leaving to start what was then IDK Tonight, which was sort of mm-hmm. the brand that sparked even the idea for Cobble. Um, and 
just assumed I would, you know, start my own little thing, but then do a bunch of freelance stuff, which I was doing social media. Mm -hmm. I was doing content creation. Like, I mean, this is back in 2016. So like definitely very well, um, you know, oiled machine already, the content creation, but nothing the way it is today. I was not in any way an influencer. It was all behind the scenes content creation and whatever. But all that is to say, I left CBS to start IDK Tonight, um, which was just a, you know, content, as you know, we we all studied and were in the world of writing and, and creating. And um, I was really inspired by this idea that there was nothing for couples directly. Mm-hmm. It was all about dating and finding someone, but there was nothing for once you were with someone and you were just trying to sort of nurture that relationship and you were um, trying to experience the world together in a really, really elevated and amazing way. And so IDK Tonight was simply an Instagram, a newsletter. We had a little website um, and it was date ideas. It was uh, curated date ideas. Go to this restaurant, then go to this bar go to this show and then go get a nightcap over here. Like it was just pairing different ideas together for cool dates. And after running that for a year and a half, um, and like I said, doing some freelance stuff on the side to actually make money because no way was IDK tonight making any money. Um, it was really just a, an exercise in growing an audience and, and just being consistent in putting content out there. Um, and I, came to another realization, which was there's so much incredible content out there, but there's nothing that really drives you to making a decision on what you do and how you spend your time. It, it, I just had lists everywhere and I just was consuming ideas and like, oh, I would love that. And I would love that, but like never doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, ooh, what if there was something that combined great ideas with tools to go make that thing happen? Um, and that's how Cobble was born. Uh, and it was very much around, you know, how do we help people make decisions together? So I would say like that the highest level hypothesis was that people don't make decisions completely on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, even as as simple as like what we're going to order in for food. I'm, I live with someone. If yeah. I lived alone, sure, that would be a single decision. But my husband also needs to sort of like agree with what we're ordering, you know, or if we're making an Amazon order or we're going out, you know, all of these things, they require consensus really. And so that's what we have attempted to build in Cobble is, is all around great ideas with great tools and connecting people in a smart new way. Walk me through the experience of you sign up for Cobble and then what happens? Yeah. So you can sign up for Cobble, which we are currently live in seven cities. So New York, LA, Atlanta, Miami, Austin, Dallas, Chicago. And uh, you are able to connect with the most sort of important players in your life, whether that's a significant other, some best friends, family. Um, and then you start diving into the content. You see what we have. You see all of these different collections of content that we put together. And whenever you're ready to plan, you can start 
saving some of the ideas into a plan, and then you shoot it out to your connections or people who are outside of the app. They don't need to have an account in order to partake in a plan. Um, Everyone votes on the different ideas in sort of a really fun, easy way. Um, And then the original planner selects the winner. Everyone is notified. Everyone's kept up to date um, as to what's happening, which the communication piece is actually a really big part Mm -hmm. of the problem of like, who's doing what and how do we know? It's like you're (laughs) bringing people out of the group chat and actually getting like the real life situations happening. That's the, that's the whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, we talk about the dreaded group chat all the time in (laughs) Cobble as like, we got to be better than the group chat. That's just it. You know, Um, even creating features like having a countdown timer on, on a poll, like you have to answer within the next four hours or else your, your, your vote is not counting. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating some urgency as well, because it's so easy to just, not make a decision one way or the other. People are indecisive. Um, And so it's really about reaching all these different types of personas with one product. And I love that it's, you can use it with your significant other, but also with your friends or your family. So it's not like exclusive to one thing. But I do think that, um, like my boyfriend and I always have that problem. We're like, we should do like all of these things. And then we just end up on the couch because we're like, we're not we're not doing any of them. And so it's nice to have that urgency to be like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Totally. And I I also think so much of the problem is around getting ahead of the decision. No Mm -hmm. one makes a good decision when it's 5.30 and you're like, what are we doing tonight? Like it needs to happen earlier than that. And so that's also what Cobble is working on is like, how do we help people become planners essentially who might either A, naturally be planners, but still be in the situation where like, it's too late mm-hmm. or be really not be planners, not interested in being a planner. And how can we sort of make it easy to live that life, which is so much yep. more, you know, satisfying when it just goes right. One of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation of the many reasons is that looking into fall, it's like cozy mm-hmm. season, right? But it's also like, I want to live this fall life, but also never leave my apartment season. <laughs> and so I think that the the I love Cobble for the fact that it can encourage people to go out intentionally and still get that outdoor time that is necessary to like maintaining happiness and fulfillment within your mental health without totally. feeling like you're draining all of your energy because it's things that you actually want to do and things that you want to participate in. Totally. And I, I think you've hit on something too that we think about a lot, which is it's not like Cobble's goal is get you out every night, new mm-hmm. thing every night, spend your money, this, that. We, it's actually, it, the more rare it is that you go out, the more important it is that you get it right. And that yes. everyone in, involved is like happy and on board and in the loop. And, you know, and as we get older and we have less and less friendships and we start to go more inward to our families and to all these things that we're creating, it's even harder to get out there and get everyone together. And so, um, you know, this is not a daily use product. It's a weekly or a monthly. Um, and that's something interesting as you know, now we're uh, what's front of mind for me is fundraising. We're in the middle of fundraising right now. And it's sometimes tough to describe to investors, like it's not a daily use product, right? They want, they want DAUs. What are your, what's your daily active users? And it's like, well, we're about intentional experiences and that's a little bit less than daily active users. Now our goals for the future Mm -hmm. is not just about helping people make decisions on what restaurant they go to, but to actually get more into the daily use case of like, what are we ordering for dinner? What are we cooking? What are we watching? Um, What are we buying? You know, so as much as we can continue to evolve the product to just 
touch on more and more and more decisions that we make with other people, it will get to that point. But, you know, we're, we're focusing on a, on a niche for now and hopefully making that the, the main use case. I think you are. And I think it, I mean, one of the things that you, that I've seen a lot in the wellness space and mental health and when we're talking about like self-care, so much of it is like some people have too many decisions. I think that everything feels like a must have on the internet and everything feels like it's this really long list of things you should be doing in order to get life right. And when you really boil it down, it's very small things that we should be doing to get life right for us. And that really takes that introspection of like, what do I actually want to do, right? Do I want to go to dinner or do I want to go to a show? What's actually going to make me feel like I had fun at the end of the night? And we don't ask that question enough, which is what I loved about the app. It's just like, you're making people sit down and be like, well, what am I going to actually enjoy at the end of this night? If, especially if it's not a daily use case, it's like, if I'm only doing this once a week or once a month, I want to, like you said, I want to make it count. Yes, a hundred percent. And I also think that, um, you know, there's something to be said for get, show me the thing that's going to make, like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have to use the brain power of like, well, what do I want to look for? What do I want to find? It's like, yep. how can I just enter into this product and let it delight and surprise me. Something that we've had from the very beginning in Cobble is this feature where um, if you are officially connected with someone in the app and you both like the same idea, you match. That was the earliest sort of experience in Cobble. It was like almost like a dating app, but matching with the people you know and love on ideas. And sometimes you would match with someone on something that you were like, I would have a never thought that you would have liked that and B now we've matched on it. And like, do we do this? Like there's (laughs) this sort of like magic of surprise that Mm -hmm. I think is one of the more delightful parts of Cobble is like that match moment. What else have you found that the community has really responded to as you continue to grow and like made their life easier in a lot of ways? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's mainly about, you know, as you know, as a content creator, it's about consistency. It's about knowing that every time you open Cobble, you're going to see ideas that are really sort of out of the box and beautiful and interesting. And that this is not a browsing product. It's about doing the things. And I think people have really responded well to that. It's like people are ready for the product that pushes them to actually go out and do something and not just look at it, which is all we do on social, on TikTok. I'm just watching people like eat amazing pizza. Oh my God. I have saved so many different things that I'm going to do one day that are just saves in my TikTok or Pinterest. I mean, all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And that's another, oh God, I'm going to shut up about Cobble because I want (laughs) to actually be a conversation not about Cobble. But um, that's something we're really excited to build is actually this ability to drop in from anywhere on the internet, whether it's on TikTok or it's mm-hmm. on infatuation or it's somewhere into Cobble to then make it an actionable decision with your with your people. Because that's, you know, Cobble's never going to have all the ideas. We mm-hmm. want to just be the tool that gets you out and gets you done with whatever it is you need. (laughs) How did you go about building Cobble? And like you were saying that you're in this current fundraising phase, right? And as we talk about your journey and discovering that, because I feel like there's probably a lot of parallels between growing this thing that helps people get out of their comfort zone and go through the things to you as an entrepreneur also doing the same exact thing, but building in this company. Mm, Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, it's been such a journey. I, 
people are not lying when they say like, if we had any idea what was involved in starting anything, mm-hmm. we would be like, that's not real. But of course, that's one of the most amazing things about being a young and naive human being is like, you do start these insane, wild, giant mm-hmm. things. Um, and I do believe, I believed then, and I believe now that sort of that concept of if you shoot for the moon, you'll land among the stars, like annoying and cliche. But even when it comes to setting OKRs or like your objectives, right? If you don't look big, you will cut your potential off. And so I always was like, I want Cobble to be the place where you make decisions with anyone on anything. Just ridiculous, huge. And, you know, luckily we had angel investors back in 2020, height of the pandemic was when we did our first raise, um, who were like, fuck yeah, that's, that's crazy. And Mm -hmm. like, we are, we like you and we like the idea and we see the potential. And at that point, I mean, there was really not much to my traction or anything like mm-hmm. that. I, I had built IDK tonight already and had built a small audience and following there and um, had designed all of the screens and actually even had built out a first version. Um, but we really had like a, maybe a thousand users or something like that. Uh, and luckily they, they took that chance on us. And now we're, we raised three, just over 3 million in 2020. And now we're looking to raise 6 million. Um, before our series A in a couple more years. That's wild. <laughs> How does that trajectory impact your confidence within yourself and even like your own mental health as you're journeying? Cause like you are an entrepreneur, you're a wife, you're a mom, you are balancing mm. a lot of different things. You're yourself to yourself. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like when it's pulling at so many different directions, that's where I think that the decision fatigue comes where you're like, I don't know what I want to do for dinner because I had to decide 17 other different things today that just, this is at the bottom of my list. Completely, completely. Um, and it is not wasted on me that when I turn to my husband at the end of the night and I'm like, I don't want to figure out what dinner is. It's mm-hmm. like, well, is now my product broken? Like, you, know, <laughs> you just, you just spiral. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I think that the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is really separating your identity and your worth from your business. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you have a bad work day, if something's not going right, if the metrics aren't in the right direction, if, you know, somebody quits, like these things that are like really painful and they feel like a direct you thing Mm -hmm. and they're not a you thing. They're a separate business thing. Um, and it's really hard to separate those. And I'm still working on that um, because it feels really good when things go well and you can yeah. also take credit for that. And I think that that might be the real issue there is like, I want to feel those wins and I, I'm willing to take the shit in order to keep holding on to that. But no, it's, that's my biggest advice to founders is like, remember that you're just not your business. And if mm-hmm. you're, I mean, God, before I had my daughter, I think that having her, really helped my mental health because before I had her, it was like, if the business fails, I failed. If the business Mm -hmm. died, I'm dead. There's Mm -hmm. not, there's nothing. I will forever regret and feel so much pain over the failure of this. And when I had my daughter, it was like, nope. (laughs) Like if the (laughs) business dies, you're very much still alive. You have a child, you have, you know, this new and separate purpose from 
your business. And so it actually just made me, I think, a little bit, you know, it just more grounded in reality. And and in that way, I think actually helped me make better business decisions. And, and, and you know, now I feel like we're on a trajectory that is so much more intentional and um, you know, we're in the last four months of our runway. So I was always thinking, oh my God, when I have this little of money left, it's going to be the most panicked I'll ever mm-hmm. feel. And instead it has me sort of like the most energized I've ever really? felt. And I'm excited having these conversations with investors. And if it works, I really believe that it will and great. And if it doesn't work, then it wasn't supposed to work. And I'm going to, you know, turn in a new direction with the mm-hmm. business and, you know, again, it's not like everything is black and white. If I don't raise in four months, that doesn't mean it's over. It's like, what mm-hmm. does that mean? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but hopefully it's just we just raise and we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about, or even when I think about who we were in almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And who you are I right possibly? now. I was like 18, 19. I was, because I, I, I was like 20. Yeah, so I was probably 19, mm-hmm. 18 or 19. Um, when you think about that, I was 20 turning 21. Yeah, that semester. Um, and you think about who you were then and the confidence with which you're moving right now. Mm. What do you think helped make that jump from 20 to almost 30? And do you think it was like, just becoming a mom or were like there a bunch of little moments before that that helped that shift? You know, I think that I was always like talking like freshman year of high school up. I think I was always a pretty confident and correct me if I'm wrong, but just like loud Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of misplaced confidence. Like I don't think I actually (laughs) had reason to be so confident, but I just was like, oh my God, we're at Cosmo. Like, Mm -hmm. this is insane. This is the magazine that I like read and was addicted to. I couldn't believe I was at Cosmo. Cosmo was my first huge opportunity. Um, And so in that way, I've always sort of been this way. I don't think Mm -hmm. my personality has changed all that much, but in terms of my belief in my ability to do things and to be successful, of course, Cobble has impacted that and just mm. staying alive. Like so much of, of running a business is holding on and mm-hmm. tenacity and, and feeling like if I just keep going and putting one foot in front of the other, it'll work. Um, there's a reason, you know, most startups fail. And I think it's because people let go too soon. Um, of course, there's a million reasons that businesses fail from running out of money to co-founder conflict to just there was no product market fit, all sorts of things. But I really believe all of those, like to give a, spe- a specific example, if you run out of money, okay, so you have to lay off the whole team, you have to stop paying yourself. Is there a way where you go get a part-time job and in the meantime, you're still tinkering every mm-hmm. night with the business until you can build it back up and raise some money and hire those people back and all okay, if you have co-founder conflict, divorce the co-founder, find another one, or, you know, continue building. If you can't find product market fit, guess what? That's actually the easiest one to figure out. You keep iterating until you get to product market fit. Did you know that Slack was a video game? Yeah. (laughs) So like, you know, I think that all, all of the ways that startups fail, there is a way to not, if you, if you are willing and want to. 
I think what you and I knew about ourselves at early 20s, it's wild. Um, <laughs> and what we know about ourselves now, that hasn't shifted much, right? Like I think that the, what intrinsically we knew at early 20 something was like, in different ways, I think you were really confident and I felt that on you and you were really smart and dynamic. And I think I was really smart, but I was way more in my own shell. Mm. And like, I also had a lot of life stuff happening at the same time. Rough, so it was yeah. like, there was no... The fact that you kept putting one foot in front of the other and yeah. showing up to the Cosmo offices where everybody's like, sex and walk yeah. around and, and you're like, no, I'm going through a literal like life tragedy yeah. and I don't even know how I'm here, which I hope that that proved to you. And I know you've done so much incredible introspection mm-hmm. about, about everything that's happened, but like that I hope you realize is, should have taught you an insane lesson of like, I can always keep going and hearing through whatever is going on. I can still show up, which is so much more than most people can say. A hundred percent. And like, I actually ended my Cosmo internship earlier because of my grandmother being sick. And even that was a lesson of just like, I did this and I did this until I could do this. And now I need to shift. My energy needs to go somewhere else. Completely. Because you did it. You did it. You didn't, you didn't need to stay for another month, whatever it was. Like you did that. You had that as like an experience and can build off of that. And you know, exactly to know that that was a good time to walk away is also takes a lot of courage. And a hundred percent. And I think that that's something where I, if anyone's listening and they're they're in their 20 somethings and they're like, how the hell am I doing any of this? Like, honestly, it's the same question you ask when you're 30. But I think that there is a like a knowing of just who you are and the circumstances you're in and how those match up to elevate the person that you're going to be no matter what. Right. And like understanding who and what you want to pursue. And I think that that has been, it's really awesome to have conversations with people who knew you back then because you're like, wow, like you can see the change in ways that other people can't. And you can notice how that growth has actually happened and how those skill sets weren't a fit. Like I was not a fit for Cosmo in the long run. And I knew that. Like I was just like, I don't want to organize sex toys. Like this is not where my passions are. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was like, oh my God, new shipment. (laughs) But then look, I didn't do shit with that. (laughs) Exactly, right? But it's like that that sense of like, but the skill set of what I learned of like, the creator space and like writing and content, all of that has translated over. And I think that sometimes we feel so boxed in with the situation we're in where we're like, this is the only place this is ever going to work. But like to your point with building the company, like, no, it's not. Like I know so much more than I did X amount of time ago. And now I get to use that to really build myself. And I think that like in this wellness mental health space, so much of that ends up being intro of like, how can I do that to build myself better? And sometimes I'm like, put a pin on like the personal growth book and just like figure out what you can do for the outside world too, or like what you can do in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there has to be that balance, kind of like you were talking about at the beginning of the convo of just like, cobble gets you out of the door so that you can do all these things and actually have these memories and reality. And I think that in the same way that we can sometimes get stuck in like who we used to be, we can get stuck in the idea that we can only be or grow within ourselves. But like... Mm-hmm had you not started IDK tonight or Kabul, like where, you know, like that you may be awesome, but like the things you're building and that impacting the world may not be there. And that's like such a loss. So I think that there's like this marriage of like, how do we make sure that we're building ourselves up and simultaneously building the things that will kind of have ripple effects in the world? 
A hundred percent. That's so beautiful. I also think that I love what you said around for a second being like, basically stop thinking about me and stop thinking about my thing and like what I'm struggling. And just when you just try to shift your focus to like, I'm going to be radically generous with my partner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have an hour long conversation with a student and just like mentor and give them all. You walk away feeling so much more capable in whatever shit's going on in your own life. Like all that thinking about what's, what do I do? How do I, it, it almost just unravels itself when you take your focus off of that and and on to other people. And, um, that was a reminder that I really honestly just needed because it, I, it's so easy to forget and, um, you just get totally caught up in your own thing. And I'm definitely guilty of catastrophizing and if this one thing is going bad the whole thing is going to domino effect and we have four months and right then it all comes back and you freak out um but no it's true it's like how do I just even you know again I'm very lucky that I have a beautiful healthy daughter that I can go out and my nanny and or my mom or whoever is watching her I can go out and be like sit with her on the floor for 10 minutes and reset and be like okay I can go like do the rest of the stuff. Um, But it is important to, yeah, take your focus off of yourself for a second. Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of self-care too. And it's also, it reminds you like, I don't know. I think sometimes we think that because the environment around us doesn't fit us, that we must not fit in an environment. Mm -hmm. But like maybe the environment is just wrong. Like I think that all of the stuff I learned at Cosmo helped me figure out how I did want to give back to the world. Because I do think that like, a brand like Cosmo or the work you're, they were doing for just elevating the conversations around sex were so important and are so mm-hmm. important, right? And they, really? but they weren't my mission. They weren't right. my, how I wanted to shift the needle in the world. But like, I learned so much about how they did it well to connect with oh, yeah. people. Right. And I did the same thing at 17. Like I picked up on all these lessons and I think that that's something to really take away is just like, you can pick up so much in the environments you're in and learn more about yourself and then take that and use it in the environments you actually want to be in. You just like the thought that just came into my mind, the way you said that Cosmo is your last corporate sort of whatever. It's almost like whatever your last corporate job is, is like that last ex-boyfriend, your husband (laughs) or your partner or whoever. And you're like, oh, but also whatever, they were good for me. And yeah, like I learned all the lessons that I had to learn. And now I get to take that on to the world. Exactly. Um, Cobble is my husband, could be my ex-husband one day. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I'm hoping right now that it's a long and lengthy lengthy marriage and, um, you know, filled with all sorts of wonderful experiences. As we start wrapping up the conversation, tell me more about what you want people to take away about Cobble and them signing up, hopefully immediately after they listen to this. Yeah, I hope so. Oh gosh. I mean, our goal is to, at our mission that we repeat every week on our, on our all hands is really just driving incredible experiences for people um, through this method of smart decisioning tools. Um, mm. And so if you get on Cobble, I hope you connect with people that matter to you and that you go out and do the thing that you find on there. Um, that's really my biggest takeaway. Uh, and I, it is, it is important. And I should probably do this mm-hmm. more is like actually look at our data and see like, wow, how many experiences have we actually driven yeah. people to doing? And, um, you know, there's been just 
so many iterations. Like the people have been with us since 2020. I mean, the product looks completely different. It feels completely different. Um, those people are just my diehards. Like I, I can never thank them enough. So as many, you know, hope, and hopefully people think back, you know, when Cobble in 10 years is, is huge and a billion dollar unicorn, they'll be like, did you know Cobble has been around since 2020? <laughs> like everyone only started hearing about it in 2025, you know, yeah. like whatever it is. Um, so that, that's my, that's my dream. I hope that anyone who listens to this podcast finds that your energy and optimism for the future is very contagious. I mean, it's how I always felt and it feels very like just nice to know that I don't know. I think sometimes we can get stuck in this idea that like the best is behind us or that right now may feel so overwhelming that there's no way you can see in the future. And like actually the future can be really, really exciting. Um absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much for joining me, Jordan. Thank you so much. You've been such a joy to talk to you, Vivian. Where can people find you and Cobble on the internet? You can find Cobble anywhere at TryCobble, TikTok, Instagram, TryCobble.com. And me, I'm just on Instagram, really, at Miss Jordan Scott. Amazing. I'm adding all of Jordan and Cobble's links and social handles to our show notes. On our end, don't forget to rate, review, or share. Happy to be here with a friend if you can. It's how we continue to grow our community. See you next week.